Welcome to the Athletes Mindset Academy podcast, where we help gymnastics coaches and parents develop happy, healthy athletes who know how to win. Let's get started. All right. Hey, guys, it is Coach Amy. Welcome to our podcast. We have, Sh- well, now Shandy, I call you Shandy Bo because that's what I thought. Is that your last name, Shandy Bo? That's my middle name. So I was supposed to be a boy. So I was going to be named Bo. And then they added Shandy when I came out of girl. So it's Shandy Bo is my official name. <laughs> well, I had it written at that as that. So I, uh, I'm super excited. Shandy's here. She is a nutrition expert. And I really feel like this is going to be super helpful for all of you guys who are, um, struggling right now. I know there's a lot because I'm getting a lot of athletes who are saying, Hey, I just don't even know if it's worth it. So their bodies are starting to get soft, which, you know, is kind of one of those things that's hard. Cause when you, when it's time to start going, you want to be ready. And they're starting to debate what, what they should be doing right now. What is a good idea? But I want you guys to get to know Shandy for a second. She has um, a lot of, a lot of great things, just like everybody, a lot of great background information, but she actually has done so much research because of her experience um, with her own experience of anxiety and depression and loss and those kind of things. Mm-hmm. And so she has learned a lot about mental health and collecting, you, you know, emotional management tools. And then Andy, you've kind of transformed all your information into a, a focus of nutrition to help your body um, physically with all the tools that you gathered. Is that, is that kind of what I get? Right. Well, I didn't even realize the correlation with nutrition. Like I was going through so many um, mental and emotional and physical issues and ailments that I've just dealt with all of my life. And it kind of got to a point. And then we moved out of state and we opened a gym uh, in Michigan and we had a nutrition person that came into the gym and we started, uh, you know, talking to her and working with her. And I started changing my diet and without even realizing the connection, like I'm all of a sudden able to, you know, drop down in dosage and some meds and, and just feeling better about everything. And then, yeah, as you mentioned, we had um, six pregnancy losses. And so we'd given up on that uh, avenue of our life. And we, uh, and then all of a sudden I was expecting again, and we're like, oh great, loss number seven. And our little Michigan miracle, he's here. So, and I, I attribute a lot of that to just uh, diet and different things of the, I was going through and changes I was making in my life. Yeah. So Shandy is the founder of Power Nutrition and mm-hmm. the co-owner of Muddy Water Barbell Club, which I'm excited because we're going to talk to the other co-owner in a few minutes. I got to get my water. And so I'm excited for everybody to be able to hear from James as well. So Shandy, like you just said, you just put it right out there, you know, like you went through a lot of six pregnancy losses. That's, that's a lot yes. to go through. So that's kind of what instigated your, your research and your um, passion with yeah. nutrition. Is that what you're well, saying? Then, yeah. Well, I was going, while well, we was going through that, I mean, obviously that's a lot for everyone and, and got, um, you know, depression creeped in and anxiety. And I was in a very high stress career, hospitality management um, with a, a very, you know, a big company. And so, um, and I was always very atypical driven person. And so a lot of stress uh, played into that as well. And so it wasn't until uh, I was trying to get off those anti-anxiety and depression medications that I started looking at natural remedies and started tying in the gut health and the things that our gut does for our body. And I mean, our gut is literally called our second brain, our gut access. And so it's, fascinating to me like what our intestines do for our body and and make us feel like it's just crazy 
Well, and I want you to tell us, uh, teach us a little bit here, because I know there's a lot of things that I don't understand. Yeah. And I know there's a lot of things right now, like I was saying, with the uncertainty and the trying times in these last few months, mm -hmm. a lot of athletes have kind of taken a little bit of a time off from right. being on top of um, their physical health, their food, their sleeping routines, their all the things that make them high competitive athletes. We've right. kind of put that a little bit aside thinking if nothing's happening. We're not going to be able, we keep hoping, but right. in our heads, our brains want to go, not yet. So might as well yeah. just enjoy some more TV, right? Yeah. Yeah. So tell me, tell us some things about uh, gut health. I would love to hear that. And yeah. then maybe, maybe what some athletes, coaches, because coaches, like I was talking to you about, are the example for their they team, are. right? They are. And it's so, you know, I get so many parents that are like, oh, my kid's such a picky eater. I can't get them to eat healthy. And I'm like, well, kids usually don't do the grocery shopping. <laughs> so, and it kind of falls in the same line. Like, you know, we are the example that we set for them. And so with athletes, I mean, every athlete going into a competition has felt that nervous butterfly, like, you know, gut issue, whether it's got to run to the restroom or, or the opposite, have, haven't went for a few days. Like, those are all things that are tied to our gut. And it's because of that sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system that's in our body. So the one is rest and digest. And the other one is I'm being chased by a tiger, put all my energy and everything into my limbs and shut down my digestive system. Mm -hmm. So when we feel that stress, no matter what that, if it's from work or, you know, homework or coaching or competition or anything like that, like that, that system shuts down, basically our digestive system shuts down. And it's not until we make sure that we're taking care of ourselves and doing those rest days which so many athletes just don't see the value in but um, you know getting that seven plus hours of sleep and getting those rest days those are the days that our digestive system literally works and is able to pull the nutrients and what our body actually needs to repair itself and and formulate those and process those from the foods that we're putting in it and so okay to sorry go, go ahead keep going yeah, I, yeah, I could go off on that and just geek out on gut health. <laughs> oh, no, no, I really want to hear some more. I just had a question about it. When you were talking about rest days for athletes, how often are you suggesting that they rest? I'm just curious because I, I mean, for gymnastics, we were at gym every single day, including Saturday at 6 a.m. in the morning. And that's the way we did things, right? And, and if you talk to a coach for somebody to come in and say, oh, no. No, you don't need to be working out that your body can't repair itself. That's a threat. Like you said, it's like a tiger chasing him saying, you don't need to be having that much time. So how do you, how do you talk to coaches about these things? How do you get them to buy into the idea that maybe athletes need a little bit more physical rest to be able to digest and use mm -hmm. their gut health and their digestive system health? So, yeah. And a lot of um, what's been happening with athletes and, and different things is uh, a lot of nutrition coaches are moving away from like counting macros and counting calories and those really restrictive diets because it's putting, it, it's leading to disordered eating. And so we're putting the good and the bad on all of this stuff. And so the whole thing is being intuitive with your body. And so if you are listening to your body and everyone's going to be different, you know, um, especially as you're starting out, like you may have something, an athlete might have something going on with their blood or their immunity or, you know, or their gut, they might be having a, a flare up of Crohn's or who knows. And so, so many things, but they have to listen to that. And then especially like one thing that we don't think about is when we're sick. So when we just have like a common cold or, you know, heaven forbid this horrible virus going around right now, like 
that's stress on our body as well. And so everyone is different, but you have to listen to your body, but you definitely, and when I say rest days, I don't mean like, you know, Netflix binge, I mean, active recovery. Like we still want to keep our body moving. We still want to be you know, going for walks or a light run or doing a, an active recovery day, but we don't want to put that huge competition stress on our body day in and day out thinking that we're training for it and that 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 our body's just going to get used to it because it doesn't we have to go forward and then step back a little bit and then go forward and step back a little bit we have to listen to our body mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's kind of like the muscles that break down to build up and break down to build up that's the only way you get your muscle yep and that's the same thing on the, in those uh, parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous systems like in one phase, you're, you're releasing hormones that actually build and repair your muscles. And then the other phase, you're actually releasing hormones that eat your muscles. So it's just crazy the difference of those. Those two systems are so critical and they, they can't run at the same time. They cannot. And so- The parasympathetic and the sympathetic can't run at the same time? No. Oh, wait, that makes sense to me, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so we're, we're either we're either or and you know, and one of the things that I learned about the um, the rest and digest is it typically happens between 10pm and 2am, you know, that's kind of a typical standard human pattern. And so a lot of times when we're waking up at two, three o'clock in the morning, that's also when our body is flushing. And so when we're waking up in the morning, we should have had a good digestive night's sleep and have to go to the restroom in the morning without coffee or without anything else. And that's a great sign that our digestive system is working. That's interesting. That's a good tip to know too, right? That if you're taking care and you're drinking and you're eating things that your body is allowing it to go through it when you're actually in rest and and you're not in a fight or flight kind of mode. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So I don't want to interrupt anything that I could tell that you have some other thing to say. Tell us what you're thinking. No, you're good. Well, uh, a big phase right now or phrase, I guess I should say is the intermittent fasting. And so in that, you know, there's good and there's bad about that for, for everyone. And a lot of these, um, these studies that have happened with all of the diets, keto, paleo, all of them, it happens most of the, like the study, the actual scholar study research that you find is study groups of men. And so one thing that us women athletes have to really keep in mind is the hormone production. And so intermountain fasting can be good for us because we do want to give our digestive system a chance to get everything through. We just don't want to make it a hat. We want to be doing it for the right reasons. So Shandy, just for those who don't understand what that, what that is, I mean, everybody probably does, but sometimes I actually didn't for a while. So intermittent fasting, explain to us what that would look like for an athlete because athletic life is very different from a non-athletic life, right? Yeah. Yeah. So intermittent fasting can be anywhere from I'm going to eat, you know, I have this set schedule. I'm going to eat in this block of window of time. And so it can be anywhere from you pick an eight hour block window. And so you go, you know, something for breakfast, four hours, four hours later, I'm eating lunch. And then four hours later, I'm eating dinner. And then I'm not eating for the, the, the remaining 16 hours of the day. And so, um, you know, it can go anywhere from that. But I've seen people intermittent fasting down to like three hours a day. And so, and they're like, oh, this works wonderful. I'm losing so much weight. Well, yeah, you're only eating three hours of the day. <laughs> so we don't realize like, you know, just those little snacks when we, when, even if we're not eating meals, uh, we typically snack throughout the day. And so if we just delete that from our life, then yeah, we're going to lose weight, but it's, is it healthy? Is it sustainable? Is it, is it for the right reasons? And so that's what we really try to push is, you know, good habit stacking. We, intermountain fasting is great for letting the digestive system clear out. It's great for resetting your system. 
It's great for a tool to use in your tool belt if you're trying to get on a healthier lifestyle, if you have you know, some bad habits you're trying to tweak or change, like it's great for those, those reasons. It's not great for a sustainable weight loss program. Mm, interesting. Okay. And I, and I feel like that's absolutely true. So Shandy, tell us a few more things that they can do for, how do they know when you were saying that you got to kind of stackable, everything's kind of stackable. You do these different things and it's about how you, what's the purpose? Why are you doing it? What are we trying to get here? Is it about just looking good or is it about actually having power and strength and energy? What is the purpose behind what we're eating and, and what would you suggest there with the stackable idea of what they're trying to do? So, yeah, so what, so kind of the, the basis of the foundation of, of power nutrition we do is habit stacking. And so what I want to do is I don't go in and athletes are different because, you know, you tell an athlete to go and conquer this mountain, they're going to go conquer the mountain. Yes, they are. <laughs> so Whether it's the, healthy or not, they're going to take it. They're going to try. Right, yeah. Go tell them to do something. They're going to be like, how high, how fast? And I'm going to do it. And so, and that's the difference with the mindset of the athlete is we're, you know, driven, push, push. And it's, um, you know, which is great. But when it comes to everyday eating habits, then a lot of times we get on these kicks where it's like, okay, I'm going to throw all my sugar. I'm going to revamp my whole diet. I'm going to change my entire life. I'm going to, you know, and we categorize these foods as this is bad, this is good. And I'm going to get rid of all the bad. And, and instead, and then when we've climbed that mountain or we've done that competition or ran that marathon or whatever it is that we're, we're preparing for, then what? And unless we're, you know, signed up for the next one, and so many athletes that we work with, they're like, unless I'm signed up for something, unless I'm working towards something, I'm goal-oriented. Athletes are mostly goal-oriented. So if I'm working towards a goal, I'm good. But if I'm not, I'm just me. And, you know, what does that entail? And so that's where we want to get to the base. Like, you know, and that goes into the mental aspect of things too. Like, are you, are we hiding something? Are we running from something? Is there something bigger, deeper emotionally or mentally that we're trying to avoid? And so we it's kind of easy to see it, Shandy. I feel like there's um, times where I see athletes and I work with athletes and it's pretty easy to quickly notice that it's something other than just the body that they're worried about. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of that is, conditioning and so especially working with the youth and so um, a lot of times you're working with youth and you see things and you know there's a, a girl for example right now and she's she's afraid to gain weight she'll only eat like bread and cheese but she made a comment the other day like well my mom told me not to eat protein because I bulk up and you know her mom doesn't even remember telling her this like when when was this condition programmed and that's what we've got to get into is like so so many time with the youth it's part of their conditioning and their programming and their perception of things. And, it, you know, unintentionally, we screw up our kids all the time. <laughs> and right? So, Everybody, we all do. Yeah, we tell them things every day, all day long. And it's that one thing that they grab onto, that they twist. And it's like, that's not even close to what I meant about that. And so, so digging into those things of, of those thought processes behind food. And so oftentimes... Uh, you know, when I'm doing the intake with nutrition, they'll be like, oh, I, I make bad choices. And it's like, okay, right there. If you're labeling things good and bad, you have guilt behind it. There's shame somewhere. There's, there's something more that we've got to uncover that you're associating with food. Mm -hmm. There's yeah. a lot. Fascinating. It's fascinating when it's almost, uh, almost every time you're eating, it's always, I mean, everything we do, we, we always kind of decide based on our upbringing, our conditioning, our so like the society, everything. 
Mm-hmm. Is, is this good or bad? Is this right or wrong? Am I going to be mad at myself later for eating this? And then we try to pretend that we're mm-hmm. out of body sometimes when we're eating, eating food because we just don't want to experience what we're going to have consequences for later. So right. I think it's interesting when you're saying that, like the example of um, I was told by my, a parent or it doesn't matter who, they hear right. something like protein's going to bulk you up. Well, that's a really easy way for somebody to stop eating protein when they're worried about how they look, right? Right. right. I think it's so fascinating with, with just the kind of the misinformation and does protein help everybody? No, but we don't know until you have experienced what it feels right. like for you. Right. Right. That right. Protein or, or specific protein. Our body is made up of protein. You have to be able to. So, okay. So tell us a little more about gut health. I want to hear a little bit more about what. Oh, gut health. Gut. <laughs> gut. Yeah. So everyone, so some of the most like fascinating things that I've uh, uncovered just kind of in my research is your microbiome and your villi in your small intestine. So a lot of times when we think gut, we think the stomach. And so mm-hmm. um, one thing that we really try to get people to do in the stomach is, is uh, stack your macros. So make sure all of your meals have some carbs, some protein, some fiber, some uh, healthy fat. So especially for women, healthy fat is what our body uses to produce hormones. And so, so many times with athletes, you know, our hormones and our, our cycles, all of that thing just gets thrown so out of whack because we're putting our body through a lot of stress. We have to have those healthy fats. Uh, but a lot of that gets broken down in our stomach, but our small intestine is really where our body goes to work. And, you know, processes our food, decides what it's going to pull out of our food as far as the micronutrients, the vitamins, the things that we need and puts them in our blood. And so we have a couple different layers of defense, but the one that is most amazing to me is our microbiome, which everyone's is different. It's where all unique is fingerprints. That's why you may be intolerant to something that I can eat every day and where allergies come from and where our food and Uh, So our microbiome is made up of one, what we fed it. So we all have good and bad gut health. We all have good and bad bacteria. And so things like antibiotics, you know, those are designed to kill bacteria. And so when we take these antibiotics, then we're literally killing good and bad bacteria in our stomach. And so we've got to be conscious of those things to bring it back into balance. And so there's so many signs such as like um, skin rashes and uh, you know, how you're digesting and your hydration level and, you know, hair, nails, like these are things that our body's telling us that we are, are not getting from our foods that we're eating. And we might be putting the right foods in our body, but what is our body doing with those foods? And so um, that's where we really have to pay attention. And, uh, you know, I don't want to say the word out loud, but, but I'm a little bit fascinated by poop as well. <laughs> So just what, like we have to pay attention to what's coming out as well as what we're putting in, because that's telling us what our body's doing with what we're putting in. And so, um, but there's so many things that we can do as far as repairing that microbiome. So if we've done damage to it through the years, you know, things like um, Roundup in our, in our foods, like these huge farmers have, there's now Roundup ready plants that farmers can go in and spray acres and acres and acres of Roundup, which is a chemical. um, And that's our food. Like it's been doing it for 50 years. And so that what Roundup does is it basically disintegrates the weeds into a salt mineral and that goes into our system. And that's in our food now, like we're eating that every day. And those are the things that are killing our microbiome. And so, and it starts as young as birth. So, you know, C-section babies, breastfed babies, those all have different chemical makeups of your microbiome and your gut health. And those, those are the starting pieces. And then it's what we eat, you know, sugars feed the bad bacteria, 
um, proteins feed some of the good bacteria. So it, having that, that mix of diet and variety is what makes our gut what it is. And like I said, everyone's is different. So it's really diving in, looking at what your body's telling you, what your gut's telling you, and deciding where we need to make some changes. Okay, so I have one more question for you. And I love all of this. I think it's super awesome. It's so fascinating. Like you're saying, I love the idea that it's like as different as every fingerprint. Mm -hmm. The fact that people, and this is one thing, especially you athletes, I want you to hear this because you will see athletes on your team eating certain things and doing certain things, and they can somehow maintain this energy level and this consistency and competition. And you're doing everything you can to eat healthy and doing everything right as far as right goes. Right. But when you look at what everybody says is right and wrong, just like Shandy says, the right and wrong is based, based on your gut, based on your body. And it, we know basics of things that, are, that we don't want to just eat donuts every day. I mean, I guess I'm assuming that. So that's my thought. <laughs> you want to, we just maybe sure. <laughs> maybe, maybe you do. But, but what I love is the idea that you do not have the same body as anybody else. Nobody mm -hmm. can say that your body is going to love this food all the time and it's going to perform in this way and you're going to get this outcome because just like Shandy said, your body is as different. Your gut is as different as the fingerprint between you and the person next to you. And I think that is really valuable for all of us to hear. We can't just take a food plan and assume it's going to work for us like it did everybody else. It doesn't right. work that way, right? right. right. So I, I love that reminder that, and maybe the idea is that food isn't good or bad. Food mm -hmm. isn't good. It, maybe it's good and bad, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's not good or bad. It, we can just be like, hey, sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad for me. It's like this for you. It's like this. So the idea that there's, like you said, good, bad, good thoughts, bad thoughts about food. Right. Maybe food is good for some people and food is bad for others. And there's just no good and bad in general. You just have to figure it out. Like Shandy, tell us how you say that. This is the last thought I had is how do people know? You said if they wake up and they're like, their body's ready to go take care of whatever's inside of them. That's one way. But when you said you just, you gotta, you gotta be intuitive. You gotta be able to think about how you feel your gut health. What are some, give us a few tips of how we can kind of know when we're kind of in a system where our, our gut's kind of healthy. Is there a way to know on the outside that our gut's healthy other than just waking up and needing to go use the restroom? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, our gut is, like I said, it's the second brain. Like we have that, that um, vega nerve that runs from our brain to our gut and it tells us so many things. And so 90% of your serotonin is created in your gut. And it's when the proteins are broken down and mixed with triopathy, I'm probably saying that wrong, but it's when those, those foods are mixed with your vitamin Bs and your iron, like if you have enough of those, that's 90% of your serotonin, which we all know is the feel good hormone. And that's what really drove me into gut health was I was like, how do I, how do I get more of this happy feeling without binging on cake with <laughs> food. And so, so, you know, so your mental health is huge to your gut. Um, those that have Crohn's, IBS, those things, like those that have those gut issues are more likely to have anxiety and depression and vice versa. Those that have anxiety and depression are more likely to have IBS and Crohn's disease, you know, things that fall in that aspect. So those diseases usually run parallel and it's because our gut and our brain are so tied together. That's the biggest one I can say is like, you know, if you just mentally feel like poop, you need to look at what you're putting into your body and how your body is processing that. Um, but yeah, I worked with a lady, she had huge um, intolerances and mental blocks 
with food and it was all in her head. Like she was like, I won't eat mushrooms. But then she ate them accidentally. She, it was no problem, but she had skin rashes all the time. And that's tied to, to your, your gut, like how your body is processing those things. And so, I mean, mental health is huge. Um, skin, hair, nails is huge. What your body's taking out of your food and put in, and, you know, literally putting outward, which is our physical appearance of our skin, our hair, our eyes, you know, our bloodshot yellow, anything like that. So um, teeth is a huge thing. So the same uh, immunity that, or the same enzyme that builds up like periodontal disease can also harden our arteries. So, I mean, there's so many things that are tied to our gut, but uh, it's just fascinating to me. And I just scratched the surface in my information and my knowledge. And the more I learn, the more I'm like, I don't know enough <laughs> about this. I don't and every single person you talk to, every client you have is probably just one of those like detective things where you're just trying to help them figure out what they don't know because they don't know because they've never had to figure it out, right? We just, people just tell them, just do this, just do this, but nobody knows. You yep. And it's so overwhelming. And, you know, throwing all of this out there, it can be so very, very overwhelming. And so, you know, just the basic starting tips is just listen to your body. That's all you have to do is just listen to your body. And if it's telling, if you're tired all the time, you know, that's not our, we should be getting adequate sleep. If we're getting adequate sleep and we're still tired all the time, we've got to ask why, you know, mm -hmm. um, if we can't catch a full breath, why, if we can't, like, if we're just feeling fatigued all the time, why, if our joints are achy, why, you know, and so many times, unfortunately, in our healthcare system, we go, we get a symptom, we go to the hospital, we treat the symptom, we go to the doctor, but we don't look at where that symptom is stemming from. Like, why did our body create that symptom? What is our body really trying to tell us by showing us something too. Doesn't the symptom come after you've already had all kind of the mental, it seems like it, it's kind of the last resort saying, no, really, you got to stop for a second and yeah. figure this out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Your body tells you what, you know, in high school, um, we had a huge outbreak of mono in high school and it's just, and it's still a, a huge thing. And it's literally the body being like time out enough. I'm tired. <laughs> like you've got to rest. And our body has a way of telling us, you know, uh, those with a personalities like mine, so many people that I've met, like they'll go, 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 go. And then when they get sick, they are out mm -hmm. and it's you because you don't listen to those first signs, start slowing down, start pumping vitamins, start doing the thing, you know, how hydrating, start doing what we need to do to listen to our body. We just try to push through it. And in the end, it, it doesn't work out for us. Well, and like you said, if you're trying to push through, then you've got the survival brain, which is shutting down your digestive system. So your body can't function at its highest. Even if your mind is functioning, your body is, mm -hmm. is not functioning. It's literally shutting down areas in ways that is going to be counterproductive to your health. So I think yep. that's interesting. I love it. Oh my goodness. I'm so excited. Hey, thank you for all the information. Um, Here's the thing, Shandy. You guys, Shandy's amazing. I'm, I'm just starting to understand a tiny bit. Like she said, she scratched the surface, but I'm way just barely trying to figure out some of these things. And so I'm excited to, to learn more. Shandy, tell us if people are wanting to get more information. Where can they find you? Where can they reach you? I know you're the owner of Power Nutrition. Tell us how people can, can reach out to you. Yeah, absolutely. So um, mostly we're on, I'm on Instagram and so Shandy Bow and then it's spelled with I-B-O underscore power nutrition or Facebook um, and just power nutrition. And then um, through Muddy Water Barbells uh, website as well. So we have a nutrition page on there. 
but the biggest thing is uh, we did just do a workshop on gut health. And so I am going to be recording kind of little snippets of that workshop and putting them on Instagram TV, IGTV. And so, um, so those will be posted here. I just want to get this information out. And so we did a meal prep uh, workshop and then we did a gut health workshop. And so I'm just going to start recording those little pieces and get those out on Instagram. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. I'm going to get on there and learn some more about, about this <laughs> myself. So thank you, Shandy. Appreciate it. And um, so go, go over to Power Nutrition. Shandy just happens, luckily for me, to be local. So it's awesome. But Shandy, do you, do you help people who are not local as well? Yeah, absolutely. So right now, you know, I've got clients all over. So everything's um, done through like Google Forms. We'll do the intake, do phone calls, Zoom meetings. Uh, whatever works best for the client and so it's it's a process and so if I said like you know we had a magic pill that fixed it overnight it is not accurate but my goal is to get you not dependent on a nutrition coach but to just learn sustainable healthy habits uh, through your everyday life that you can you can you know and reach out when you need me but not be dependent on on the nutrition coach so yeah absolutely everything can be done online well, thank you. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time, time, Shandy, your information. It's amazing. I'm sure you have so much more to share too. So thank you so much for taking some time, helping us understand a little bit, you athletes. Now is the time, especially when you're not practicing at in workout 100%, four hours, six hours a day, take some time to get to know your body, like Shandy's saying, take some time to be still and get to know what your body's telling you. Try to learn to respond to what your body says instead of what everybody tells you to do. We're very good as athletes of being obedient, doing what people tell us to do. And maybe this is a good time for you to just be still and let your body tell you what it wants you to do a little bit and just get to know your body and maybe take a little more time to rest, maybe a little more time for your digestive tract to do its thing and heal some things. So Shandy, thank you so much for your tips. Sure appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. Have you back on here sometime. Yes, please. <laughs> All right. Have a flipping awesome day, guys. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for tuning in. We believe that you've got this, but we would love to help you in your athletic journey. We know you need to get maximum results in the shortest time possible. So we've created a program with short, effective lessons and coaching that you can fit between practice and the rest of life. We coach parents, coaches, and athletes in the mental and emotional health tools they need to create an environment for athletes to thrive. Invest in the one thing that will have the greatest impact on your success, your mind. Check us out at athletesmindsetacademy.com. Let's do this.